Welcome to the Pursue of Bliss podcast. My name is Kristen. I'm a self-professed health, spirituality, and mindset junkie. You know that blissful happiness you feel when you're just at peace with yourself, living fully in the present moment? That's the feeling I believe we are all in the pursuit of. And I want to help you get one step closer by up-leveling your health, mindset, and love for yourself. Because that lasting and blissful happiness can only be found and created within. So get ready for all things mindset, holistic health, and spirituality. I hope this serves you. Welcome back to the Pursuit of Bliss podcast. And wow, it has been a long time. It feels so, I don't know even the word for it, unusual, weird, surreal to be sitting here in front of my mic again. It's been, I mean, I guess it's been maybe three and a half months or so now, which is the longest break I've ever taken from my podcast or any part of my business in general since I launched my podcast what I think four years ago now and let me tell you it was not easy to do it was highly uncomfortable taking such a long extended break from the podcast because I love it and not sharing my life with all of you was really unusual for me because I've gone four years of pretty consistently at least three times a month if not four sharing my life lessons with you all and everything I'm going through. And I love it. But I had forgotten what it was like to just be in my life without sharing any of it. And I've kind of taken some steps back from social media as well. And I've just felt really called in the past few months to turn inward and have some more privacy for me and my processes. And in the past few months as if you follow me on Instagram you've probably seen me hinting at it as I've shared bits and pieces of my experience as I've as I've come out the other side of it I've gone through a really deep whatever you want to call it I call it the mush if you listen to my past episodes the void the dark night of the soul there's lots of different names for it really the death and rebirth portal and I went through the deepest, darkest, void space, mush, dark night of the soul I've ever experienced. And the person I am right now, I mean, the reason this feels so surreal speaking to you right now isn't just because I'm recording the podcast again. It's because of where I am and how I feel in my life and my direction. The last time I sat down to record a podcast, not knowing it would be my last for months, not knowing that the next time I sat down to record, my entire life would have been flipped completely upside down in all the best possible ways, not knowing that nothing would ever look the same again, not knowing that my values, my desires, my goals, my everything was about to be put into question, was about to go through a deep, dark death and therefore rebirth. Who I am right now speaking to you through this mic is not who I have ever been before speaking to you through this mic. And I guess you could say that about every episode. We're always shifting. But on the other side of this death portal, I feel like a version of myself that I've never experienced or even tasted before. I feel so completely 
different and new and it's insane how fast changes can happen, especially deep embodied changes. And I'm looking around at my life right now and I, if you had told me where I would be four months ago, right now, I'm recording this on November 16th, 2022. If you had told me four months ago where I would be right now, what my life would look like, what my direction would be, uh, I would have resisted it very deeply. I probably wouldn't have believed you. I wouldn't have wanted to believe you. Because at the time, I was really satisfied with my life. I knew I had some other big goals, but I wasn't in a rush. And I really felt like they were going to happen where I was. I kind of, I went through a, a big void space about a year ago. And I was pretty certain that that was, that was the end of it. Well, I don't want, want to say the end of it. Because I know that growth is a lifelong journey. And there is no, there is no end there is no ultimate destination, but the accelerated growth that I've experienced in the past year and a half is stunning when I look back on it. And I just did, I kind of thought I was cruising. I was like, all right, I've done it. I faced the dark night of my soul. I faced my shadows. I went really deep. I had a big death and rebirth out of my business. If you've listened to my episode about the void from, I think it was actually October of 2021 when I put the episode out or sometime around then, you know more of what I experienced and so many of you resonated with it and I just did not expect to have my life shaken up so soon. But on the other side of that, it's almost silly to say that because what else would I expect? I set some really, really big intentions for the next chapter of my life. Really big, really deep, really important, really heart-centered intentions. And I always say, be careful what you ask for. Because when you set really big intentions, of course you're worthy of receiving them. But you're going to be initiated into them. And the truth is that I believe we are always receiving our highest desires. And so if you have a desire... And you're like, why is it not here yet? It's most likely because you have another desire that is subconsciously stronger than the desire you think you want the most. And that's where I was. And okay, I really need to rewind and just move to the beginning of this story because there's so much here and I'm going to break down my void experience for you and it might end up being a few different podcast episodes because there's actually four parts that I have broken the void down into. And don't worry, I'm going to get to everything. I'm going to explain what I meant by subconsciously wanting something else more. I'm going to explain all of the stages of the void. I'm going to explain why I believe it happens. I'm going to explain the purpose of it. I'm going to get to everything, including all of my experiences within it. And let me just tell you this. There's a reason this took me months and months to share this, even though I really went through the depth of this experience in September. And... That's because it it was deeper and darker than I've ever been within myself. I don't know if you heard that noise. My kitten just literally leapt from the table onto my computer. She can always feel when there's big shifts in energy. She was a big source of support and healing for me. 
throughout this entire process. She would always come and lay on me <laughs> when she could feel when she could feel that I was going through a deep process. So, like I said, it took me a couple of months to be able to even put words to my experience because it was so I it's hard to even put words to it. It was so transformative, it was so dark, it was probably the most excruciating pain I felt in a short period of time in my entire life. But also how I feel on the other side is some something I've never felt before. And it's just been difficult to try to even every time I've sat down to try to journal on this, to write down the words to explain my experience. It just I was coming up blank because it was just this question of how can I put words to an experience like this? So it's taken me a while to even have the words to try to 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 attempt to share with you and to help you to understand this process. And I think it's really important that I share this openly because I know so many of you can resonate with experiences like this. And I just feel like no one talks about this. I look online and it's like, why is no one sharing what they're really going through? Like, why is no one sharing their pain? Why are we so afraid to share the moments when we feel really broken, when we feel really lost, when we're in deep, dark places, when we're in pain, when we're in self-loathing, when we're in self-disgust, when we're in guilt, when we're in resentment, when we're in whatever that looks like. Because I believe that the worst part of an experience like this is feeling like we're alone or feeling like we're the only ones or there's something wrong with us because everyone else doesn't feel this low and I must be doing something wrong in my life or this must be a sign that everything's out of alignment or how do I fix myself? I think that the gift, the gift in these deep, dark places is acknowledging our humanness. And being able to relate to others in this way. Because I think one of the worst feelings is feeling like you're going through it. You're lost. You're confused. You're whatever the feelings are. And then you go on Instagram and it's like, wait, why does everyone else have it together? And occasionally, right, you might see a photo of someone crying saying, oh, you know, leaders cry too or whatever. You see those sometimes. But it's rare for me to actually see someone describing their experiences in a way that feels really relatable. And I recently was listening to a live stream on Instagram and someone was describing a pain point that she went through. And I, in that moment, suddenly felt so heard and so seen because I had never heard someone describe that specific pain point that I had experienced ever. And in that exact moment, I was able to access acceptance and forgiveness of myself that I was never able to access before around that specific pain point in my life. And in that moment, I thought, wow, if that's all it takes, one person vulnerably sharing their pain, their shame, their experiences, that's all it took for me to access the love, acceptance, and forgiveness that I've been trying to access for so long and had been unable to because I was stuck in a shame cycle. Nothing can be healed through shame, of course. So that's kind of my intention with sharing all of this because there's a lot of vulnerability and there is also fear for me around sharing some of these deep experiences. It's scary. It's like sometimes this podcast, I'm like, oh my God, this is literally my diary out loud. I don't even share some of these things with 
most people in my life. There are very few people in my life I, I share these things with. And, But anyway, here we go. So once again, typical me, I am talking myself all over the place. I'm going to get back to what I said I was going to talk about, which is the four stages of the void, the mush, the dark night of the soul. Stage one, which I'm going to dive into in this episode for sure, is the initiation. This kind of right before, and if we're going to compare this to, I love comparing the void to a caterpillar going into a cocoon and turning into a butterfly because that's really what it is. Or you could compare it to a phoenix going up in flames and being reborn. There's or a mother giving birth. There's so many comparisons, but I'm going to use the caterpillar for this one because I really resonate with that one. So a caterpillar first, it's a caterpillar and it then enters a cocoon and breaks down into mush, which is why I call the void the mush oftentimes. And after it breaks down completely into mush, it reforms itself into a butterfly and then eventually breaks free from the cocoon and flies away. So the initiation would be the caterpillar getting ready to enter the cocoon. They might not even realize what's about to happen. I don't know. Never been a caterpillar myself, surprisingly. But I would assume that they don't really consciously know what's coming for them. It's more of a biological survival instinct or function. So the initiation about to enter the cocoon doesn't know what's going to happen. Then comes the breakdown or what I really call the break open. And this is the mush stage when the caterpillar literally breaks down into mush, into goo inside of the cocoon. And it can really feel like that when you're in this part of the void, like you're completely broken down. You don't know who you are. You've kind of lost a sense of purpose. You're questioning every part of yourself. You're feeling these deep, dark emotions and sensations that maybe you haven't felt before. And it might seem like a breakdown when you describe it, but I call it also a break open because what's really happening is your heart is cracking and breaking wide open. And if you can be present with this experience, it's actually extremely powerful and it's what gives the void so much purpose. But I'm going to get deeper into that when I get into that stage. Stage three is the unbecoming or the shedding or the death. This is when the caterpillar is no longer a caterpillar, but is not yet a butterfly and is starting to form into a butterfly. So is unbecoming everything that had to do with being a caterpillar before it is able to become a butterfly and free itself. So this looks like unbecoming everything that we thought we were. Shedding layers, shedding identities, shedding values, shedding beliefs, shedding people, shedding places. It's a shedding process of unbecoming everything we thought we were. And it can feel really unnerving because unbecoming means you have to become okay with not knowing who you are and not needing to know who you are or who or what you are becoming. Right? Like the caterpillar is unbecoming caterpillar, but probably doesn't know that it's becoming a butterfly. It's just in this discomfort of unbecoming everything that it was, not quite knowing what's next. Okay, so it can be very unnerving. But if you understand what's happening, it can also be very, very powerful. Okay, and then stage four is the flight or the wings. 
right? And when the wings are fully formed and you're getting used to them, you break free from the cocoon and you fly away and you're just starting to get used to the wings and your newfound sense of freedom. And so this is when we have already experienced the mush, the breakdown, the death portal, and we're basically going through the rebirth. So we've kind of been reborn as this new embodiment of ourselves. Uh, we might be kind of nervous on our wings or shaky on our wings because we're not used to them. We're not used to who we are. We don't even feel like ourselves. We don't know what it feels like to be ourselves. We don't know how to navigate things anymore. Our relationship to people in our lives, to our businesses, our work, our career, to money, to literally to ourselves, to our friends, to literally everything has shifted. Because when we shift, all of our relationships shift and the way we relate to the entire world shifts. So this can also be a little bit unnerving. And this can also take a lot of courage to fully step into this stage. Each of these stages, especially the last three, take a lot of courage. But the flight stage four takes, I would say, the most courage. Because you're having to actually lean into your intuition that you've been ignoring. You're having to actually follow God's path that he's laid out for you, right? Because this entire void process is really a process of realignment to the path that's meant for you. And I think before the void, a commonality I find is that oftentimes you'll find that there is a deep internal bodily knowing, right? Our body has wisdom that our mind does not. So there can be a deep intuition within our bodies that we are unwilling to come to terms with. Maybe because we're not willing to face what that knowing would require of you. Even if we know deep down, unconsciously or consciously, that we're being guided towards something, we might ignore it or push it away because it's deeply uncomfortable and we are not fully prepared to do what God has required of us. Although this is always what will lead us to the path of greatest fulfillment and toward our deepest desires and everything. But it's scary. It's scary. Because I'll always ask you to let go, to sacrifice something that feels really good or really comfortable in your reality. There is always, always, always some sort of sacrifice that one must make when stepping into the next chapter of your life, when receiving the desires of your heart. There's always a shedding, an unbecoming, a process of something you need to let go of. And this might, I don't mean like a physical sacrifice, like go sacrifice a, a sheep or something. I mean, uh, it could be an emotional or energetic sacrifice. It could be a sacrifice, a part of your identity that you've been really attached to that feels comfortable. It could be a sacrifice of certain relationships that are not uh, supporting you anymore. It could be a sacrifice of a desire that you thought your entire life or for a long time was a goal, was your top goal, was the dream of your life. And suddenly it's not fully in alignment, but you spent your whole life going after it. There's a million examples I can give here, but you probably get the idea. So now let's rewind. I'm going to take you back to the beginning of my story to the initiation. So prior to this void experience, I would say that 2022 has been, hands down, the best year of my life. <laughs> and I think every year I've probably been able to say that in the past four or five years. Every year has gotten better. But 
I truly didn't think 2021 could be beat when I was in it, especially the first half of 2021. And 2022 outdid itself. I have never felt so loved in my life. I've never felt so held in a community. I've never felt such a deep sense of belonging. I've never spent so much time in nature. I've never had so much ease in my business. I've never had such soul aligned clients and I've never felt so empowered in myself and who I am and just fully aligned. And I really began to come back to my uh, relationship with God as I've also spoken to in past podcast episodes is my shifting from the word universe to the word God. And I think that shifted a lot for me. Uh, it brought me deeper into my personal spirituality. And honestly, I don't even like saying I'm a spiritual person or spirituality. I don't feel spiritual. I just feel like I'm a human living a human experience. I don't really, yeah, I just, I don't align anymore with any religion, with any spirituality, with new age, with literally anything. And I've kind of had this, I've put up these blinders and I've just been focusing on what feels right and good to me and what feels real to me. And, and that is my connection with and relationship with God and realizing, looking back, I used the word universe for so many years because God was triggering, but it was God I was speaking to and speaking of. So much shifted for me in 2021 and it was such a beautiful year. I adopted my kitty. I was living in beautiful home with an ocean view in Costa Rica, had the best roommate I could have ever asked for, the best friends I could have ever asked for. I was at the beach every day. I was in the jungle every day. I was at waterfalls every week. I was running barefoot all the time. It was kind of just like, yeah, very Hakuna Matata. <laughs> I just felt like a child, you know, running free in Neverland. It was a beautiful, wonderful year. And of course there were challenges, but it was hands down best year so far, which made the void even more difficult because the void shakes things up. And if you could have asked me back then, I would have been happy to stay in that life forever. It just felt so good, so right, so easy. Everything was easy. Well, not everything. I had challenges, but in general, everything in my life was easier than it had ever been. And it almost just felt like too good to be true. Like how can life be this this fun, this joyful, this adventurous, this much, this much nature and love and community, etc. And of course, there were parts of my life that I wanted to change and things um, that weren't in full alignment, but I was able to avoid those because I had so much love for the other parts of my life. So kind of like I mentioned before, oftentimes at the beginning, at the initiation stage of avoid experience, there will be a deep internal truth that one is avoiding, like a whisper that God has placed on your heart that you don't want to hear. And I had a whisper placed on my heart for a couple months. I don't know how long it was. I think a couple months, maybe, maybe less, maybe more, but there was a whisper in my heart that said, it's time to leave. It's time to leave this place. There's something else waiting for you. And I was in denial. I remember even talking to certain friends and, and saying, you know, I've had this, these weird incessant thoughts that I need to leave, but you know, I think it's just my fear of of how good my life is, right? I've built this amazing community. I don't need to tear myself away from it. That's silly. I I should be able to stay here and fully enjoy it for as long as I want for my entire life if I want. And so I continued to push away, push away, push away the whisper. 
And, you know, deep down, I'm sure I knew uh, what it meant. And I know how life goes when you ignore the whisper. You're eventually going to be forced to face it. It's not going to just go away. And the more that you ignore whispers, the louder they're going to get. And the more chaos will appear in your life until you are pushed to make the choice that is meant for you. And if you, you know, you can sabotage yourself and choose to never make that choice and life will continue to get more chaotic. Uh, You'll continue to be like, it's almost like I'm imagining wrestling with life, like wrestling with a bear to get your way is what it feels like to choose the opposite path of wherever your heart is guiding you. So that was happening and I wasn't ready to actually leave. So I left for a week to go visit family in the States. I went to Washington. We stayed in a cabin and had some really synchronistic aligned experiences. I was feeling more clear headed than I ever had been. I was having tons of mucus release for about a week, which I've never experienced. It was all this mucus release without being actually sick. And I know that I was purging really, really deeply. I do believe that we have physical purges, which go alongside hand in hand with emotional and energetic purges. So I was having lots of purge experiences, most likely purging things out of my body, my system, my soul, my mind, my heart, which were not in alignment with where I was going. It's like God was preparing my body, heart, mind, and soul for where I was going. Even though I wasn't mentally ready to say yes, I was still being prepared. I remember on that trip really questioning myself and really questioning where I was going next in life and, and kind of wondering what was next for me because I could feel the energy of a big shift, which was a little bit scary, but I didn't know what it was. And I remember I was out paddleboarding on the water one day and I laid down and I fell asleep and I was just, before I fell asleep, I was just thinking, I feel so lost. Like the next chapter of my life looks so blank. I can feel it coming. I don't know what it looks like. I don't have clarity around it. I'm a little bit nervous. I don't know what's next for me. And I'm nervous of facing what God is really going to ask of me. If I were to really actually be open to that answer showing up, I actually don't know that I'm ready to face it. And I remember just thinking, okay, it's not my job to know these answers fine. Uh, but God, we just kind of give me a sign that you're here guiding me and that it's going to be okay because I'm nervous about what's coming. I could feel the energy and I fell asleep and I woke up, I don't know how, maybe a few minutes later, maybe 10 minutes later, I have no idea. Just I'm splashing and I, I look over to my right in the water next to me and it's a dolphin. Uh, it's a dolphin like jumping in and out of the water and swimming around my paddleboard. I'm not kidding. It's yeah, it was, I would say hands down to this day, the most magical moment of my life. I couldn't even believe it. And I knew immediately that was God answering my prayer saying, Hey, Kristen, I'm here. I'm with you. I have always been with you. I will continue to be with you. You're not in this alone. You can do this. I've prepared you for this your entire life. You're okay. I've got you. And I felt so held, so safe. That was, yeah, I didn't even feel like I was on planet Earth. And 
that moment really helped to ease a lot of my anxieties. Even though I hadn't, I didn't know what was coming and I hadn't really faced these truths within me, but I could still feel the energy that things were shifting. And I always know that when big shifts come, there's almost always shifts that I don't personally like on a human level that are difficult and painful and require me to sacrifice to let go of things I don't want to let go of but it always leads to something even more beautiful and magical in my life every single time it does every single time so that actually began a series of really synchronistic experiences in my life right before I entered the mush And I believe that sometimes in the initiation stage, we start to learn lessons or be shown lessons that are going to be fully integrated in the mush, in the void space, in the unbecoming. And we start to learn lessons and we begin to integrate and experience lessons that are going to be fully embodied on the other side. And sometimes that means the death of the part of us, which is resistant to the lessons that we learn. So I was back in Costa Rica and started having these crazy synchronistic experiences. I'll share a couple of them, a few of them with you. And these are all lessons that have now been fully integrated into my reality on the other side of the mush. So, so on my birthday, my best friend was visiting me and we decided around sunset time that we were going to take my car. We were in Costa Rica again, and we were going to just go drive. We decided to play some music and just go driving through the jungle and not have an end destination and just kind of explore and find some beauty and then come back and we had plans to meet my friends for a beautiful sunset at a viewpoint and then have drinks and dinner together we are so excited so we go and about 10 minutes in we find a river we're like wow it's so beautiful let's pull over and take a look so we pull over we sit by the river we set intentions we meditate it's so beautiful and amazing and then we go to get back in the car and I start it up and the tires are just running 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 but going nowhere My car was stuck completely. When I pulled it over, I didn't realize I was pulling it into just like dirt and tiny pebbles. It was just kind of um, loose dirt and I didn't notice it. And my car, I just sunk into it and I couldn't get out. And of course I freaked out. I was like, oh my gosh, my car is completely stuck. Do we even have phone service? What do we do? I was so stressed. And and just a moment before my friend and I, um, Halai, a lot of you might know her know who she is. I speak about her a lot. My soulmate best friend. We had just set intentions in the river. We had both found really beautiful leaves that we felt connected with and we decided to set intentions for the next chapter of our lives. We both felt like we were on the edge of something. We both threw them into the river and watched them go with our intentions and we kind of shared a little bit afterward. We didn't share what our full intentions are but we both shared that both of our intentions ended up being around love and partnership and so after that of course we try to start the car it doesn't do anything it just sputters and the wheels spin and spin and spin and nothing happens I'm freaking out oh my gosh a few motorcycles come by and we have to explain in Spanish that we're stuck and you know we needed help but no one was able to help us so eventually we get a hold of some of my friends uh, who have a quad and so they say you know what send us your location we're going to come find you And we were just so in a random space (laughs) that they got lost. It took them quite a while, probably 45 minutes to come find us. So at this point it was getting dark and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to miss my birthday sunset plans. We're not going to be able to watch sunset at the viewpoint. We're not going to meet my friends. We're not going to be able to have 
cocktails at sunset. I was bummed because I made this really fun birthday plan I'd been looking forward to all day and we were about to miss it because I got my car stuck. I was pissed. Even though deep part of me was like, Kristen, this is happening for a reason. I always know that. But on the other side, I was freaking frustrated. Like, come on, it's my birthday. Like, really, 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 my birthday, this has to happen? So anyway, our friends zoom in about 40 minutes later on this massive quad (laughs) to rescue us. Um, They're both men, uh, some of our best friends. And they zoom in on this massive quad and they just zoom across the river and zoom back putting on this huge display and then they stop and they hook my car up to their quad and they pull it out and we're saved and uh you know on our way back our friend was like hey I have the quad why don't we like do you want to go on an adventure with me before we go back and we're like you know what fuck it yeah let's do it we're not gonna make it back for my birthday plans anyway so we all get on the quad and he takes us off-roading on a trail that only he knows uh, <laughs> it was so fun. So at sunset, we're off-roading through this tall grass. Grass is hitting my face. You can barely see anything. Everyone is laughing and screaming. So this, he brings us to a beautiful kind of open river space where there's a view of the jungle and the mountains and the sunset is happening and it's gorgeous. And it was just the best moment of the entire day. It was the best birthday surprise I could have ever asked for. And I could have never planned this or I would have never thought to plan this. It would have been impossible. I didn't know this place existed. I didn't even know. I would have never known to ask for this. I thought my sunset cocktail plan with friends was the best one possible. And God showed me an even better one. It was, (laughs) I've never laughed so hard and simultaneously screamed so loud in my entire life with three of my best friends in the world. And then on the way home, we stopped at a beach and watched the sunset go down and It was one of the most beautiful sunsets I've seen in a really long time. And I was with the people who mattered to me most in the world. And it didn't matter that I was missing my fun birthday plans I had made that I thought would be the best. And on top of that, I found it interesting that both Halai and I had set an intention around partnership. And I know that we've both, at least I know I have been really working hard on my relationship with the masculine, my relationship with God and really healing that and coming back to my feminine essence and And of course, after I set this intention around love and partnership, I find myself at the mercy of two men in my life. And I find myself completely at their mercy, needing to depend on them really to save me. And this is part of me, you know, a part of me that I fought with for a long time, letting go of this. I'm an independent boss bitch who can do everything on my own and doesn't need help. And while I've really unwound that belief and identity a while ago, there's still parts of it that are scared to ask for help and are scared to be at the mercy of others who there's a big part of me that still wants to prove she can do it on her own. And I was forced into a situation where I literally had no choice but to lean on men in my life for support. I think that was a deeply healing experience for me as well. And so it's, once again, be careful what you ask for. As soon as I sent that intention into the river, life gave me the exact experience. I should say God gave me the exact experience that I needed, but it wasn't what I asked for, right? I would have preferred my soulmate to come walking down and sit next to me, but instead my car got stuck in the dirt and I had to be rescued and it messed up my birthday plans, but ended up in my favorite memory ever and one of the best days of my life 
And it reminds me of what is that quote? It's like, if you ask for patience, is God going to give you patience or is he going to give you an opportunity to experience or to be patient? And it's the same thing in every single area of life. God's not always going to give you what you ask for right away, but he's going to give you the experience or opportunity to show up as a person that you're required to be in order to receive what you've asked for. So that was a beautiful experience. Looking back, it's just like, you know, things going wrong are always also going right. Can you make space or stay open when things go wrong in your life to the ways in which they are possibly going right simultaneously? Because if you stay open, it can lead you to some of the most magical life experiences that you could have never planned because they were outside of your conscious awareness. And when you set an intention for something, you will always receive the opportunity to initiate yourself into that chapter of your life into the chapter where you have those things maybe it's the partner or the career or the patience or the forgiveness or the love or whatever whatever it is you're intending you will always receive the experience to prepare you or if god is like all right you say you want those things you say you're ready show me here's an opportunity for you to show up as that person show me because i believe in you i believe that you're ready but you need to show yourself that you're ready. Here is the opportunity. And so many people get so frustrated when they ask for something in life and instead they receive a quote unquote hardship. And this is a really, really minimalized version of this. My story about, you know, my hardship was getting stuck for an hour in Costa Rica, but there are lots of bigger life versions of this. The hardship is almost always an opportunity to be the person that you said you were in order to receive what you said you wanted. Okay, and I'm going to share one or two other synchronistic stories from this time period in the initiation when I was getting initiated in, ugh, I can't speak, when I was getting initiated into all of these new embodiments and lessons that I was about to really be deeply initiated into at my core. So, this might have been, I don't know, a day or two later. We kind of did the same thing. Halai and I were like, you know what? We're going to get in the car again and we're just going to drive. And this time we're going to go further. We're going to make a day trip. We're not going to open Google Maps. We're not going to follow a map. We're not going to ask anyone for directions. We're only going to follow our intuition. We are going on these random dirt roads in Costa Rica in the jungle. And so we're driving, driving, driving. And we kind of just expected to find a nice beach or something and we're like you know what let's just practice not having a destination just enjoying the drive let's make the drive itself the success we don't even need to find somewhere let's just enjoy the drive so we drove for maybe a couple hours and we eventually got lost and found ourselves on these random dirt roads with no other people on them we're driving through like big big puddles not even puddles like big ditches of water and feels like we're off-roading basically in my jungle car and eventually we get our we find ourselves on this dirt road next to a field and we can hear the ocean we've been able to hear it for about 20 minutes and we've been trying to listen and follow the sound of the ocean to get the beach but we haven't been able to find it 
we're about to turn around because we're like, you know what? We're going to get way too lost. If we learn lose phone service and we are actually really lost, like we're kind of screwed, we should turn around. So before we do that, we stop the car because it's gorgeous and we both get out and there's just this massive green field surrounded by really tall palms and all kinds of trees and we look in this field and the moment we both turn, we see about 200 white birds they're on the ground they all fly up into the air air at one time fly across the field filling the entire field just blanketing the sky in just clouds of white it was beautiful and then maybe about 30 seconds later they're gone they flew into the trees or back into the ground I don't know and it was one of those just wow I can't believe we just experienced that I've never seen anything like that and no one else was here to see it and we didn't record it our phones were now, it was just a private magical moment from God for us. Yeah, I got chills. It was magical. So we get back in the car and I was like, you know what? I feel like that was a sign. Let's not turn around. Let's just follow this dirt road another 10 minutes. So we follow another 10, 15 minutes and lo and behold, we find a beach. So we park and we get out and we follow this dirt trail kind of through trees, jungle-ish area until we get onto this open beach where I've never been, never seen before. And the sand is pretty dark, kind of black, and it's pretty empty. We don't really see anyone. There was like one woman who was pregnant having a photo shoot and they left as soon as we arrived. And so we're like, you know what? Let's just walk down this beach. I'm so happy we found a beach and then we'll just drive home. And so we start walking and I'm like, oh my gosh, how I look, that's a turtle. And there's a massive turtle. I'm, t- I'm telling you, it was massive. And we're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. It's a turtle. Like what luck? And then I'm like, oh my gosh, there's another one. And then another one. And then another one. And then we look up and realize there are hundreds of of massive turtles covering the beach, coming in and out of the ocean. It must have been, it was the breeding time for the turtles. And this only happens for a very short period of time. And typically these beaches are just covered with tourists and people. So we had somehow randomly been intuitively guided to a private part of the beach that I guess many people didn't know about covered in turtles. And it was just for us. It was incredible. I've seen nothing like it in my entire life and it was just for us. And the best part was we didn't even try to find it. We didn't know we were going to find it. It was a complete surprise. It was just like this gift, this gift from God. He guided us there. And it just like was another one of those moments, those lessons in life where you don't need to always have an end destination. When you're focused on the present moment, And you allow life to guide you. You allow your intuition to guide you. You open yourself up for miracles. You open yourself up for experiences that are better than anything you could have ever planned or thought of or tried to create yourself. I didn't try to manifest this. I didn't set the intention and think about it and visualize it all day long and then try to find it. No, I cleared my mind. I trusted God. I trusted life. And I said, I'm going to have myself a good day. I'm going to go get lost. And I think it's just a sign that sometimes in being lost is where we are truly found. Because when we allow ourselves to be lost, when we allow ourselves to not constantly seek answers or seek clarity or seek direction at all times, when we don't, when we detach from needing that end result and destination, 
we open up space to be guided towards something better, something that is outside of our current levels of knowing of consciousness. It was, yeah, just such a beautiful, beautiful, magical moment. And it really shifted a lot for me internally. And after these two experiences, I really started looking at my life and asking myself, where am I really attached to outcomes? Where am I doing things for the sake of the outcome rather than simply following my intuition each moment, simply being fully present in the present moment? Where am I attaching myself to the end destination? Where am I forcing clarity? Where am I seeking answers? Where am I desperate to see where I'm going rather than really just allowing myself to sink into right now without needing to know what tomorrow or next year looks like? Where am I controlling was really the question. Where am I controlling in my life still? Where is there still energy of grasping, of manipulating, of control, of force in my life, in my business, in my relationships, in my life in general? That was a confronting question. And I would invite you to ask yourself as well, if you're brave enough to face the answers, where are you controlling? Where are you blocking yourself from surrender? From allowing yourself to be guided towards something even better. It is scary no longer forcing control or manipulating reality or or grasping onto an end result because it does mean that you might not get that end result. But if you're willing to sacrifice the end result that you think is best, you just might receive something so much better. So much better. And little did I know that this was a small example of what I was about to experience massively in my life in the next couple of months. And it's like I was sort of initiated in the small ways. It's like God was showing me these lessons in small magical ways so that when it happened in a really big way, I was able to trust. I was able to have blind faith. I was able to have this deep surrender knowing that I knew what was happening didn't make it any less painful, but God had showed me multiple times over the, the, in the initiation stage, he was initiating me into this larger lesson I was going to experience. And so by being conscious in those initiations in those lessons and these synchronicities, by being conscious within them and surrendering through them and really embodying those lessons and appreciating them, I was able to prepare myself without knowing it for the next stage in my life, for what was coming next, for the mush, for the death, for the death portal, for the rebirth, for my life being completely shaken. It's like, I imagine my life is like a snow globe and someone picks it up and just shakes it like crazy and turns it upside down and everything goes wild. That's what it felt like in the next chapter of my life. But then when it settled, of course, it was all the more beautiful, but didn't feel like that when I was in it. So I'll leave you with one more share and this is i guess one more synchronicity that happened really right before i really entered the void the mush another initiation that has been fully embodied on the other side the synchronicities are never ending so i was having conversations with a friend about phone use and saying how i really wanted to stop using my phone so much and she was really good at distance from her phone and she was giving me tips and I was like this is great I'm gonna just practice distancing myself from my phone I'm turning off notifications I'm changing all these settings etc 
A couple days later, I go visit a waterfall and I slip and fall and I drop my phone in the water and it's completely dead. And in Costa Rica, it is more difficult to get a phone. I needed a phone from the States for my specific plan that I have. And so it took about two weeks for me to get that phone. And of course, this was right before my uh, initiation So of course I'm entering the initiation without a phone, which means I enter the void and wish phase fully without a phone. And I did receive a phone after about a week, but for my first week for the deepest, darkest depths of my void space, I had no phone. It was like, God was like, okay, Kristen, you want to detach yourself from your phone addiction? Great. Here you go. And you know what? On top of that, I'm going to do it during the most emotionally tumultuous time of your entire life. I was basically forced to be completely present with all of the discomfort that I felt in the following 10 days or so before I got my new phone. And I'll share more of that journey, but it actually uh, moved me on a path of really detaching from my phone. And I'm going to share more about what that process looked like for me and where I am with it now, because I feel really happy with where I am with it now. I want to share I want to share that with all of you because I know that probably almost all of us have a phone addiction of some sort. Not everyone, but many, many, many of us. You know, if you feel like you can't sit at a stoplight without checking your phone or you can't be in a grocery line without checking your phone or it's the first thing you do when you wake up before you go to bed, right? That was me. But I'll share more about that specific journey uh, in a later episode and probably step four because that's kind of where I am now is being fully embodied in that lesson. So lessons that I was about to fully embody is being more present in life, moving away from my phone, which meant way more presence for discomfort and uncomfortable sensations and emotions to arise. Detaching from outcomes, blind faith, allowing myself to be lost, allowing myself to not have the answers and to not consciously force them or seek them or try attempt to manipulate or control reality to make sure I know where I'm going so that I can feel safe. Trusting that getting lost or quote-unquote hardships or unexpected obstacles showing up is not a bad sign. The wrong thing is also simultaneously always the right thing. And I, I don't actually like to use the word always because every single rule has an exception, but oftentimes the wrong thing is also the right thing. There is beauty in every single mistake, every blunder, every time you get lost, every mishap, if you're open to it. And when you ask or set an intention for something, you better expect to be initiated into it. You better be, you better expect to be given an opportunity to prove that you are who you say you are or who you say you want to be for that next phase of your life to become reality. And I guess the last thing I'll share here is during this time period, I also paused my entire business, which is difficult for me. And I paused it where this beginning or the beginning of the story initially started when I left for the States for a couple of weeks to go to Washington, to see my family, to be in a cabin on the water And I initially thought it'd be for a week or two. And I kept hearing God say, nope, it's not time yet. It's not time yet. 
And there's this deep discomfort of, I need to get back. (laughs) Everyone, all my listeners are going to forget about me. No one's going to care about me anymore. When I put a podcast out, no one's going to listen, right? All these like crazy thoughts in my head that aren't true. And I was, it was a conscious, constant practice to breathe and surrender through them and to not force, which meant waiting until it felt deeply right in every single aspect of my entire being until my entire body was telling me it's time, which only just happened literally yesterday. And so being in full integrity with my heart has been challenging. It's really, really, really challenging. It's really difficult when every part of me says you can't take three months off. It's going to ruin your business. It's going to tank it. People aren't going to care about you anymore. If you stop taking on clients for a few months, no one's going to want you when you come back. If you don't share your voice, no one's going to want to hear it again, right? There was just so much coming up. I'm going to disappoint everyone. I'm going to let them down so much, so much, so much. But I was able to go to a place of, you know what? Am I willing to let other people down in order to no longer let myself down? In order to no longer abandon my heart's desires in the name of pleasing others or making money or reaching any kind of end goal? Am I willing to fully follow my intuition, follow my heart, follow God's guidance, even when it's deeply uncomfortable, even when I don't see how it's going to get me to where I want to be? Which is, of course, everyone with a business wants to be in a place where right? You're constantly moving upward, but instead I was doing the opposite, purposefully moving backwards, stopping everything and trusting just like getting lost, finding the turtles that even when I don't have full direction, even when I'm allowing myself to kind of be lost, to pause, to not have an angle, I'm still being guided somewhere. I just can't see where yet. And I trust that. So here I am. I stayed in full integrity with myself, even though it was difficult. And I'm finally sharing part of my experience and my journey after months when God finally said it's time. So that was a lot longer than I thought it would be. And that was just stage one. So I will definitely be breaking this down into multiple episodes. So in the next one, I will be sharing more about the mush, the void, the breakdown, or what I call the break open. This is the deepest, darkest, most vulnerable part of the journey that I'm actually really nervous to share about in detail because it's vulnerable, but it's worth it because I love all of you and you are all worthy of seeing these deeply human parts of me. And I hope that it gives you permission to acknowledge, accept, validate, honor, love, and forgive the deeply human parts of you as well. And before I let you go, I did want to let you know that I do have my first ever in-person retreat in Greece coming up. There's actually another synchronicity that happened in the initiation stage that I didn't share. I felt called to host in-person experiences for a long time, but every time I started to plan, I would get overwhelmed. I just don't feel excited, motivated, or inspired about planning the details. I don't want to organize with people, find the chef, find the Airbnb. Like I just, it's too much. I want to do what I'm good at, which is showing up, which is coaching, which is supporting, which is guiding, which is loving, which is being present with all of you. And I can't fully do that if I'm busy in the details and the logistics. So I decided, you know what? I refuse to do this at a force. I refuse to force an experience and do it in a way that feels icky to me. 
I refuse to get lost in the logistics of this. Even if it means putting this off, I'm not going to do this until there is an easier way. And lo and behold, literally a week later, someone reached out to me, a girl named Kai, who I actually, she was in my dorm freshman year of college, what, 11 years ago, 12 years ago? I don't even know. She reached out to me. She is actually half Greek and has been living on and off in Greek, visiting every year of her life and fully immersed in the culture. And she helps to run retreats there. And she asked if I wanted to collaborate. Basically, she would plan all the logistics, get the luxury villa and get the uh, chef who cooked the healthy local food and plan all the excursions I want. And all I would have to do is show up with my people. And it was like another one of those, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is life. I literally asked for this and the answer is provided a week later. So I, it was so synchronistic and magical and it has come together so beautifully. I couldn't have asked for anything better. It's better than I could have possibly imagined. We already have seven women who have said yes. And I'm so excited about each and every one of you. If you're listening, I've already felt into your energy. I am, couldn't be more excited. The group is coming together so beautifully. It's going to be a really beautiful sisterhood. And if there's something I've learned in the past few months is that sisterhood is more powerful than anything because it was my sisterhood. It was the sisterhood that I'm currently in that container is ending, but the mastermind, I don't even like calling it a mastermind because it really was a sisterhood. It was my sisterhood that got me through everything that allowed me to transform so deeply that held me when I was in my deepest, darkest pain who reflected love back to me when I was unable to love myself, who held me through my entire experience and my rebirth and honored me through every single step of the process. There is nothing, and I am certain of this, there is nothing more powerful than sisterhood, than women coming together with similar intentions, values, love. And I do believe that every sisterhood and container, like the one I'm in and the one I'm going to be holding in Greece, We all have soul contracts. If you're meant to be in this container, you're going to know. You're going to feel goosebumps. You're going to feel the pull. You're going to feel a nudge. You're going to feel a whisper. Even if you don't know why, even if it feels crazy, you're going to know. Because sisterhoods like these, like we travel lifetimes together. We always find each other again. And this one feels like a powerful one. And Greece itself holds really potent energy. There's going to be a lot of womb opening, heart opening My intentions for this space are surrender, ease, embodiment, deep acceptance and love. Coming back home to ourselves step by step. A full reset, reconnection with God and the divine and ourselves so that we can realign with the path of highest fulfillment for ourselves and head into that next chapter with ease. And I do also believe that the reason I go through such intense experiences in my life sometimes, I'm, I experience the polarity of so many areas of life is so that I can bring these lessons and, the, and these gui- bring these lessons and this guidance to all of you so I can help you to navigate so that you hopefully don't have to go through everything that I experience. Not to say that void experience aren't going to happen. They are. But being able to have a guide, someone who's been there already, to hold you through the experience is powerful. 
So with that said, if you feel called a sisterhood, you feel called to Greece, it's going to be on a beautiful island, a luxury ocean view, luxury, gorgeous villa. Uh, We're going to have a private chef cooking local food for us. We're going to go on a boat excursion together. We have our own pool. Uh, We'll be doing daily movement together. There's going to be lots of coaching and support from me. It's going to be all intuitively led so that I'm going to, I'm going to really let the energy of this space lead. I'm going to feel into the energy of each and every person. So the experience is going to be unique to the group that's there, just like every space that I hold. So I cannot wait to spend a week with you in paradise. If you have any questions, you can message me on my Instagram at pursuit of bliss with an underscore the link for the retreat information and to register is in the show notes. Uh, the early bird pricing ends December 1st. That's when prices go up. I think registration will officially end. I'm not sure. I think in March or until spots fill because it is limited. I want this to be a very intimate experience. So it's not going to be a large group. I'm not allowing more than 12 people. Please reach out with questions or if you feel called to. If you feel called to work one-on-one with me, your soul will know it. I am opening spaces for two one-on-one clients who are really ready to go deep with me, who are ready to have their hearts cracked wide open. If that's you, you feel the call. The application for one-on-one is also in the show notes, or you can send me a personal DM on Instagram and I'll get back to you. I have only two spots opening and they are going to be opening for December. So I love you so much. I hope that this episode served you and I'll see you in the next one. Get ready for the mush. (laughs) 